everybody. Welcome to Pockets Full of Soup, the storytelling show. I'm your host, Jared <laughs> Petty. I'm joined today by the radiant, the ravishing, the marvelous. Oh, thank you. Who are you? <laughs> My name is Alexa Ray Korea. Alexa Ray Korea. And Alexa Ray, you are here uh, with an exciting new endeavor to announce. Oh, I do. So if you're watching this, please head over to whatsgoodgames.com. Uh, me and three of my very good friends have started a uh, a all-woman podcast and video group focused on video games and some lifestyle stuff. Uh, what happened is several months ago and probably like a year ago, I uh, I uh, was hanging out. I think I was drinking. We were we were absolutely drinking. I was with Andrew Renee, whom you may have seen, you know, on uh, uh, GameStop TV or kind of funny. And uh, we were talking. Andrew okay. and I are very good friends. And she's like, we should do a thing. And I'm like, yeah, let's do a thing. And she's like, I don't know what, but let's start planning this thing. We're always drinking champagne. So that's how we sound when we drink champagne. So when you start champagne, you start podcasts? Is we start it, Or when you drink champagne, you scheme. Start, you scheme. Although okay. my, my, we've, we, we're either scheming or we're ordering Thai food at 10 p.m. watching the Lord of the Rings movies. Okay. So one of those, we were doing the scheming part. And we talked about it. And like it was on and off. Like she got a lot of big projects last year. I changed jobs. A lot of stuff went on. And then um, we are also friends with Christine Steimer and Brittany Brombaker. Brittany runs Blonder.com. And Christine has had myriad jobs in the industry. Yep. And... Um, we're all really good friends. And Andrea said to me, she was like, I think I'd like to get Brittany and Steimer in on this. And I was like, why didn't I think of that? This is great. So the four of us have been talking about it, talking about it, and then met and solidified everything. And now it is this thing that you can watch. Uh, we are doing the podcast. If we don't make, if we make $1, uh-huh. we're doing, the podcast is happening regardless. Yeah, so it's going to happen. We're co- co- totally going to happen. Weekly podcast. Um, and if you guys want to see more, if you want to see us do video, one of our uh, stretch goals is a uh, drunk QA or like a drunk explains video. We do like <laughs> drinking. Games, <laughs> lifestyle, Nice and, cocktails. And, and cocktails. Nice cocktails. There we go. All right. Yeah. And yeah. this is called what? What's Good Games. What's Good Games. And where do we go to find this? What'sGoodGames.com or Patreon.com slash What's Good Games. What's Good Games. Patreon.com slash What's Good Games if you want to support. And you're going to be able to check it out for free, right? That's yep. uh, the show's getting made. Podcast. And this is video. This is a uh, this is a video podcast, audio podcast, both. So it is it is audio for now. Our first baby goal is video podcast. Okay, that's the first baby goal. Okay, uh, so that's it. That's the first baby goal. And then the other goals are extra shows. Andrea and I love Andrea and I love doing interviews and between the four of us we're so well connected to the industry we want to like fly our friends out and like do interviews with them and stuff yeah and go to shows and do more stuff um preview stuff so yeah what's a what's a teaser your first first topics you guys talked about that yet like what if we tune into the very first episode what are we going to hear about arms arms like 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 these like no, our like arms the arms uh the nintendo game oh okay all right there we go arms. So that's what Soon you guys are going to be talking about all right arms. excellent so i just thought perhaps there'd be discussion i mean uh, arms are useful they allow arms. us to to lift and carry things unless you're me then they're just in the way and broken and well, you've got like one and a half i've got like one and a half i've got my regular hand and then i've got my raptor hand okay so. there we go we're all good <laughs> sometimes my hand locks up yeah and it'll happen at random so all of a sudden i'm like doing a presentation and I'm like and here you can see the bar graph and they're like what happened to your hand I'm like wrapped your hand you should just like start like clutching a crystal ball all the time you just be like <laughs> or like here like this exactly yeah. yeah or maybe like a flame like there in the middle <laughs> like I am a wizard I'm gonna get that prop and put it in my purse so when it happens like if I'm walking down Market Street I can just yeah. be like that's what's going on there we go <laughs> so this sounds kind of fantastic thanks for the idea uh, no I uh, I very excited to listen to slash if available watch this absolutely and support yeah. it i'm going to be part of the podcast cinematic universe the podcast uh, cinematic universe excellent Indeed. that's uh, uh patent pending uh <laughs> good i'm really excited about this um thank you and thanks for coming on and guys we've known each other for oh gosh we met a long time a ago very long when time you ago. when you were at GameSpot and i was at ign yeah that and, was forever ago uh, that was a long time ago when that happened goodness yeah. gracious We've known each other. We've lived near one another for a long time. And yet, Alexa and I, we kind of, it'll be a few months. We'll run into each other. We'll not see each other for like four months. We'll run into each other. And every time, it's just a delight. You are so much fun. And no, I've you. actually wanted to have you on the show for since like, October. Since we started. Yeah. We've been talking I, I, since October. <laughs> it's been bad. So, but it's happened. We are here. And uh, this is a classic Pockets Full of Soup episode where we're going to talk about the people we're uh, thankful for in life. Before we get to that, I do want to thank our Patreon producers, Robert Nieder, Nick Rie, who make this show possible through their generous support. And also to all of you who support us on Patreon. So thank you so much, guys. Patreon.com slash Jared Petty. Thanks for that. Um, but uh, 
uh, this week, give your money to her. No. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, Alexa, I'm going to ask you that uh, first question that we oh. go to uh, until I decide to change it. Please uh, tell me about somebody you're thankful for. So I'm thankful for a young woman who goes by the name Christy Lynn. Christy Lynn. One, one name. Christy One Lynn. word. She has, that... she has a last name. I don't know if she wants me to broadcast it on the internet. Well, we'll just keep it Christy Lynn. Then. Christy Lynn. And that's a, a, do you, do like Kristallin? Christy Lynn. Christy, like Christy with an I okay. and then L-Y-N-N tacked on the end. Okay. And it's one name. I'm very excited about this because I grew up in a land of, uh, I grew up in the American Southeast where we have like, like, like Billy Joe's. And it's like that. Yeah, like it's, that. Like, it's like yeah. a Billy Crystal Joe. Lynn. I like that. Crystal Lynn. Crystal Lynn. Uh, Christy is my best friend. Uh, when did you meet her? So her and I meeting is actually very, uh, very serendipitous and a little, a little uh, strange. And it was a big amalgamation of adults, uh, dumb choices that led her and I into each other's paths when we were 12. Okay. So you were 12 years old. She was 12 years old. You're we the same 12. age? Yeah, we're the same age. And grown-ups made dumb choices and you met. I'm she, I am 1 month older than her. We're okay. very we're uh, very close in age. So you win. I win. Okay. Basically is what I mean. So I grew up and this is a l- little bit of a long-winded story, but I'm all right with long-winded story. This is Pockets Full of Soup, the storytelling <laughs> show. So I grew up in the American Northeast. Okay. I am from Connecticut. Connecticut is um very small, but when you drive through it, it feels very big like the highways never end it feels, really? it's, it's like a vortex you go in and you're in connecticut for five hours before it, you reach new york is it it's like crazy. going into the tardis like you go inside yes. and it's bigger on it's the inside bigger, than connecticut's, the outside connecticut's bigger on the inside than it is ah, on the outside is that is that on their license plates bigger on the inside it should be it should be um and i lived uh near the shoreline i lived very close to the ocean which okay. is cool oh wow so like like right on the beach or not right on the beach i was about a 20 25 minute drive away from it so okay. we got like the breeze and everything but it's like we had you know classic new england fall classic shitty new england winter classic really awful humid summer so i lived in like the epitome of like you know you like you would you would like growing up there but as an adult there was nothing for me because my options were like work at starbucks or sit behind a desk uh typing up numbers for insurance companies schematics or whatever as opposed to sitting behind a desk and typing up words typing up words about (laughs) entertainment properties (laughs) yeah so okay so it's it's kind of a it not not a tremendous amount of variety in the industry there you wanted to work and i actually don't know how you got started in entertainment i would love to know that that's a story for later another time that 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 actually plays into my story with christy let's hear about it then so I was so I was twelve, and my family lived on in this neighborhood that uh, was very hilly. Uh, it you know you three houses up, three houses down, four houses up, four houses down, uh, and then like a winding road. And it was great for um, great and awful for Halloween because okay. a lot of kids lived on the street. Okay. Um, for the longest time, it was mostly children. Um, no one around my age, but I had a lot of babysitting gigs because people were having babies and I'd have like a baby and a four-year-old and an eight-year-old and, and I was like, made I'm mad 12, bank. I'm going to make Mad Bank. Oh, I, okay. I got my CPR certification and I made Mad Bank. That's kind of fantastic. So it was the, it was September of my eighth grade year. Okay. I was 12 and, a, 12 and a half. And the entire time I'd been living on that street, I had no friends like within walking distance and my neighborhood i'm going to interrupt for a second because you said two awesome things in a row and i want to comment on them first you pointed out the fact that this street was awesome for halloween and i just love that you said that that of all the things in the world you could have chosen to (laughs) say about your street you said that it was awesome for halloween oh yeah that makes me so happy i love halloween it's It's my my favorite favorite day of the year uh yes oh that's awesome and the fact that you went there makes me so happy what was uh what was your last halloween costume Oh shit! I was uh, a very good friend of mine is working on the South Park game, so she was uh, Tweak and I was Craig from South Park. <laughs> you were. Craig. <laughs> I did not Be- see this costume because there's a lot of yai drawn of those two. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of like you you lo- if you don't know what yai is, Google it. I'm not going to explain it here. Okay. Um, and so we were like, let's dress up as them and just be really dumb all night. And we were, and it was great. All right. So there's that. That was your last (laughs) Halloween costume. My last costume, I was, let's see, I was Baymax two years ago. Holy crap, Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I have a kind of ridiculous Baymax costume. It has a little little inflator in it and everything. It was, uh, yeah, being Baymax is a lot of fun. But last year, what was I last year? Oh my goodness. Now, I'm on the spot. It was good (laughs) too. It was a really good costume and I was proud of it. And I've forgotten right now. So we're going to say Baymax so you can keep the show flowing. Okay, Baymax. Second question before we get back to the story. 
You said 12 and a half. Isn't it? When do we stop caring about the half? Because that's so important. I think after you're 12. Is that the, <laughs> is that's that the, the last one? Is that the last one? Because when you're 13, you're a teenager. And then it's like, I'm a teenager. And then when you hit 18, it's, oh, crap. I'm going to be an adult like tomorrow. Like yeah. after that, it's like, forget it. Yeah. I can now be tried as an adult. It's uh, yeah, so that's 12 and a half when you care about being older. I like that. Uh, you watch Human Universe? I do. Connie's what, 12 and three fourths? I think so. Yeah, 12 and three quarters. I think that's what she just got. It's still very important. Not with, counting. With the, okay, can't I'm not counting anymore. So I interrupted your story. Back here on the Hilly Street where you're get, making you're making the cheddar. The cheddar. Uh, the cheddar, which is, I, is that really even a term? Yeah, cheddar. Okay, good. Oh, excellent. You're My making name. cheddar as a babysitter. And? And I'm 12 and a half and... Um, at the beginning of my eighth grade year, I start, I have, I have a friend from seventh grade who's like a friend. She's not my best friend, but we hang out when like five of us get together and I'm like, she's cool. It's fine. Everything's great. And she comes to our like first lunch of the year okay. with a new girl in tow. A new girl, you say? A new girl. Okay. New to town? Uh, New to the school, new Ooh. to the public school system. All right. As I found out later. And she had long, 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 long Disney princess, like straight brown hair. Oh. Very shiny. And she had a very, del- she actually uh, looks like, looked a look, she looks a little bit like Kristen Stewart. I'll get to, and she's been able to do something with that, but I'll get to that in okay. the future. All right. So she looks a little bit like, like Kristen Stewart. Very, very delicate, like big like beautiful green eyes and she's Mm -hmm. very very and she's very tiny and she's very very quiet okay i as a 12 and a half year old am the exact opposite of this girl i'm the ringleader of my friend group but also my hair was maybe as long as it is now and i wore it because i'm an anime character in pigtails okay until i was 13 all right up here just way up here so it was like it was like one here and then like one (laughs) up here so i wore my hair in pigtails and sailor moon buns and everything okay um and I was, you know... I'm, was that an anime infatuation at that point? Or was that just because you are a living anime character and just didn't know it yet? Well, probably the latter. But also, I, I liked experimenting with my hair and like ah. accessorizing and doing stuff with it. So I just put it up every day. If I had hair, I would experiment with it. <laughs> you Definitely. can have some... You can have what I, what I got to cut today. I yeah. can go collect it and just give it to like, you. Just kind of duct tape it up here. There you go. Sounds good. Again, but, oh, yeah, I'd look like Greg Universe. Um, all right. <laughs> we, uh, we move on. So th- this is... Christy Lynn. Christy Lynn. I say I can't That's say okay. it right. Christy, Christy Lynn. Christy Lynn. Christy. Wow. I what it totally should okay. not be that hard. I at first I thought she was Christy Lynn, but yeah. she is Christy, Christy Lynn. Lynn. Christy Lynn. Christy Lynn. So she's at the lunch table. I am introduced to her. I'm like, great, new friend. And I'm like loud and crazy because it's me. Um, and we have a good lunch and we go to class and a couple more days go by. And the next week starts, and I don't really think about it. She's in our friend group now, like we're eating lunch together stuff is happening and um the other girl who brought her to lunch her name is monica i actually don't know what happened to her so Mm -hmm. she's out of the picture sorry monica um and she's like hey by the way uh you live on street name right and i'm like yeah and she says so christy lynn came from the private school one town over the, 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 Ah. the catholic school okay and she moved onto your street recently like you two should hook up. So you're neighbors, but well, you didn't know you neighbors. Were neighbors. And I was like, "Oh heck yes!" Finally, I'm like, "Someone's on my damn street." So that I don't have to babysit. That I don't have to babysit. What What does she think of you at this point? I'm curious. Like Her? you're like she's friend group there. She said she's kind of quiet, and you she are. She probably uh, thought I was a bit nuts. boisterous. Okay. She probably thought thought I was nuts, and I think she thought I was nuts for a while after this because what happened? How I chose to handle the situation of her living on my street. Uh, was like classic like uh so that day as we were all like we have uh, all of our classes the classrooms are in like a square cluster and then there's like a hallway full of lockers and then you go out and it's the main part of the school and then the buses and whatnot so we're at our lockers yeah like, uh getting ready to leave for the day take the bus whatever and i didn't take the bus my mother picked me up because i was too dang good for the bus oh yeah you didn't you, you weren't fooling with that no and that I bus also, life was not for you no i got when i was younger like when i was a small child yeah. i got bullied on the bus yeah so i was so triggered i never went back well I, i'm not a big me. fan of the bus I, it, molly ringwald and 16 candles no. i loathe the bus she says that and i, I always yeah. agreed with that sentiment buses yeah. trigger me to this day any bus any bus any, any bus, bus just trigger even you those cool double decker buses can't do it can't do a bus oh. because someone will spit in my hair or or call me dumb or 
wow. poke me or something. I, I got bullied as a kid, but like I turned out fine. Uh, so except for the whole bus thing, except for the whole bus thing, the bus fear, the fear of the bus. No, I mean (laughs) the things that we're afraid of as adults are uh, there. There are mundane parts of life that just simply horrify you because because of things that happen when you're a kid. That's how it works. So you're afraid of buses. Afraid of buses. I don't take the bus. So I know my mother is waiting outside because my mother always picked me up on time and was there so I could walk out the door into the car, go with her to get a chai latte at Brugger's, go home and do nothing or do my homework. It sounds like good life. It was a good life. I have I had a very good life. I had a very good, uh, very good parents, good childhood, all that stuff, except for the bullying on the bus. Um, and I walk and I see her at her locker as I'm packing up my books. And I look at her and I'm like, now is the time. And I get up. And this is the same day Monica has told me she moved onto your street. Okay. And this girl has said nothing. No one has said anything else to me. Yep. And I like hoist my backpack and I like stomp out and I walk straight to her locker and I'm like, hey. And she's like, hi like we've been having lunch together for like maybe two weeks now and i'm like you live on my street now i'm coming over it's like here i come and she was like oh okay i um i live on and she gave me the house number and i'm like that's three houses down the hill you're really close and she was like okay when are you coming over and i'm like (laughs) <laughs> this, this is the best preteen age awkwardness this is fantastic i was, I was the best worst preteen so i, she, I was kind of hoping you just like suddenly like ran up and hugged her and like we are best friends now I, I, that's actually that's probably accurate for what happened next kind of but fantastic. i looked at her and i'm like she's like when are you coming over and i'm like today and she's like okay i i'm taking the bus so i can and i'm like my mom picks me up just take just come with me. All right. So I took her with me. We dropped her off at home. And I'm like, great. I'll be over in a bit. And I go home and I like sync with my mother. I change out of my my school clothes into my like fun afternoon clothes, which oh. is just like another pair of jeans and an anime t-shirt. Wait, is that a different, is that a thing? Like changing into mid-afternoon fun clothes like in school? I, I would always, and I do it when I go home too. Well, now I go home and I take my pants off and that's it. Okay. But like as a kid. Those are your fun clothes? That's it. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done for the day. I'm not going out. I'm going to, if I'm just going to stay home and drink wine, there's no pants. Um, but like, you know, yeah. you, I, I, I wanted to like look nice for school. So I'd come home and like wash off my crazy eyeshadow color. Okay. And like just change into a different pair of jeans that maybe <laughs> had holes in it and was a little more comfier. Yeah. And like a comfier t-shirt or something. Okay. And then I'd be like, all right, because. We got out of school at like 2 p.m. Like in, in Connecticut. Yeah. School is 7 a.m. to like 2 p.m. So yeah, it's so about like that where I grew up. Yeah, I had the whole day ahead of me so it's like, for yes, fun shit. Everything's ready to go. Ready to go. So and I-, I got a new friend on my street, three houses down. Was this the first friend you'd ever had on your street that was like close to you? This is the first friend I had on my street, period. That was an amazing. I know. And I was so excited. So I, I, I got ready to go see her. Yeah. And she lived. I lived at the bottom. Literally, I lived at the bottom of the hill where my parents still live to this day in my childhood okay. home. And she lived at the top or okay. her house was at the top of the hill. So I was like, and, it, this, and the hill, by the way, is like this because Connecticut. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a 40, I don't know. I don't do math. Whatever angle this is. is it is a steep angle. Walk up. Steep angle, like stairs. So I walk up this hill and I'm like, I'm going to go see her. And she knew I was coming. And if I called her right now, she would tell the same, tell the story the same way she tells everyone this story. She said that. The thing that she remembers the most about me coming over that day is her sitting at the window watching for me and me coming up the street with my pigtails bouncing, like just ready to be friends, like just ready to go. She was like, your hair was swinging and you were, you know, and I was just like anime character. Let's go. Like, I don't know. I, I, ginky this. Gank, pretty, very, very ginky. Yeah. Just like boop, 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 up the hill. So you I, got to the top of the yeah. hill, caught your breath. Caught my breath a little bit. And friendship began? And friendship began. And I went in and I said, hello. She introduced me to, so she introduced me to everyone who lived in that house, what ended up being her grandfather, her grandmother, her mother, her older brother, her younger sister. Um, And I found out, and they're Beagle Dog and they're like three cats. And I found out later, I did not find this out um, that day. Um, We continued to hang out. She would come over uh, and she met my family. So every day after school, either she'd be over, I'd go over. Yeah. but I found out later that her there had been an, an issue where her her father had some addiction problems and okay. had gambled away a lot of the family's money. Mm-hmm. The parents had gotten a divorce and they had lost their house and the mother had taken her three children, a boy of 18, a girl of 12, and then a girl of like eight and moved them all in with her parents. 
her grandparents into a one-story ranch house okay. in, in my hometown. So there they are on the top of the hill. And there they together. are on the top of the hill all together. The house is like packed and it's like a little messy. And I'm just like, I'm meeting all these people and they're wonderful. Everyone is warm. The mother's warm. Her sister's adorable. Um, her older brother is an older brother, you know. How that is, how that goes when you're 12, um, and they're you know they're all wonderful. They're all wonderful people, and I'm like this is great. And she starts coming over a lot, um, and I don't know, I don't know when it when it when it happened. And I think it was maybe many years later that mm-hmm. I realized that this person was going to be the one person in my life who would, no matter what happened, no matter what I did. And no matter where I went would be the person that would be my truest friend forever. So you don't remember when. I don't remember when I, when I realized it happened. She was the person that I could be like weird with. And like, I'm not, I was not a, um, I don't want to say I wasn't well liked as a teenager, but I was like the odd girl out. I wasn't a popular girl. I didn't get blonde streaks in my hair. I didn't go get manicures. I didn't go to Cabo with my family on vacation. I didn't do cheer. I didn't do any sports because fuck sports. <laughs> Was this a lack of interest in these particular things and a focus on other things? You yeah, they were what, not stimulating what you, to what me. What did you enjoy? Drama club surprise. Drama club newspaper. I helped form and start that middle school's first newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like the 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 EIC, like my eighth grade year. I did um, I did a lot of uh, I did a lot of those two things, and then I didn't really get involved in other school activities because the thing that I did when I came home every day was I would consume media or whatever, but I would spend hours and hours and hours just writing like reading and writing what were you writing fiction what kind i of mean fiction? it's garbage now i mean i was writing i was writing like fantasy fiction mm-hmm. and then when i learned f- became old enough to use the internet it started becoming fan fiction okay oh you were a fanfic writer yes christy lynn and i actually discovered the internet together and i will get to that i think that's why we're such good friends okay well then, we discovered the internet together. okay so many things happening here okay let's let's go let's go to that first I have to know who you're writing fan fiction about. So there's an anime called Yu Yu Hakusho mm-hmm. that I don't know how many people have watched it. It's not recent. It's from like the late, it's like the 80s, 90s. Like Funimation dubbed it and the yep. dub ran on Toonami. Um, I, to this day, my favorite anime ever. And this is the, and, and this anime became one of the things that Christy Lynn and I bonded over. Okay. Tell us about that. So she and I, she and I uh, would like watch it together on Toonami. Like my parents, uh, if Christy Lynn came out, my parents would just like, she would like walk in the back door and they'd be like, oh, hey, my dad at some point, I don't remember when it started, but my dad started calling her my second daughter because she was over so often. Um, And same thing up at, up at her house. Like we just became part of each other's families Mm -hmm. and we'd just walk in and it'd be like, oh, Alex is here. Christy Lynn's here, you know? So Christy Lynn uh, uh, and, and Christy Lynn uh, went to public school for one year. She okay. was in my my middle school for one year for eighth grade. And then as her family got back on its feet, she went back to private Catholic school in ninth grade. Okay. Whereupon you stayed in public school? I stayed in public school and did the same shit I did in middle school. Okay. Drama and newspaper and writing. Um, so it was a next door thing. Yes. And after that, it, yeah. was, it was after school. Every day. Time to see Christy Lynn. Every day. I would come home at, you know, 2.05. I'd be home and either she'd be sitting on my front stoop waiting for me or, you know, I'd call her and be like, I'm home. I'm coming up. Like, we were always together. My mom would drive us to Bruger's Bagels to get chai lattes. This is the second mention of chai lattes. Chai lattes are a Chai lattes are an important part of... Important part of life here. About what year is this, if you don't mind me asking? Right, right around what period? Oh, my God. Didn't have to be exact. When was I 12? Yeah, 2000? Well, I turned 12 in 2000. Okay. So this was like 2001, 2002. You know, I was, uh, I, we had, we were becoming, you know, we were becoming teenagers. We were yeah. 13, 14. It's happening. Yeah. Um, she had a guy that was like her boyfriend, but you know, you hold hands in the hallway. Like what is a boyfriend? Mm-hmm. I was, uh, boys were figuring out that I was, uh, I was always like the girl in the guy group that was like, well, let's roll around in the mud. Like no one cares. And then like one day when I was 13, I woke up and all my guy friends were like, oh, shit, you're a girl. <laughs> 
Like they all, I swear to God, they all recognized at once. And they were like, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it was like I came in one day wearing a certain shirt or like I wore my hair down one yeah. day because I had like the straight across bangs yep. with like the straight cut. So I had like the little like anime haircut. And I don't know if I came in one day and they were all like, uh oh, or like, I don't know. But yeah, it happened. This, it's the one. Winnie Cooper scene. You ever watch The Wonder Years? Yes. Very the first Winnie Cooper epi- thing. The very first episode of The Wonder Years is, is Wendy Cooper shows up in the go go boots and suddenly like they realize you're she's, a woman uh, now. She's a girl. Yeah. It's just like, what? That's it has it? something to do with the go-go boots and just bam, suddenly, holy cow, all my perceptions have changed yeah. as, as a kid. I'd like to know a little bit. So you were into drama. You were into writing fanfic. Yes. Okay. What was Crystal Lynn into? What What did she love at that point in her life? So she was into the same stuff. We got into yeah. fanfiction together. That's... that's that's a separate story coming in like five minutes. Okay. So, okay. Maybe we'll take so, well, let's, let's, uh, I don't want to interrupt the flow of things then. Is there something you want to buffer between those two? So she, so she and I would watch Yu Hawk show together and we would actually, um, so at that point the Funimation dub, Funimation was dubbing ahead of Toonami and they were releasing the DVDs before the episodes aired on Toonami. Okay. Back then, anime DVDs were $25 oh, yeah. for four episodes. Yep. Four episodes. I did not have a credit card, so I would find, I was on the Funimation website, I would put cash in an envelope with a mail order form and send it to Funimation, who would then send me a DVD like two months later. I I remember, I'm I'm an old man, (sighs) I remember anime DVD, or pardon me, anime VHSs being 80 dollars <laughs> to buy sometimes so just from go, fye huh from from yeah or so what i would do is i'd go rent robotech episodes that's how i watched macross uh in its adulterated form uh was was just renting them because there was no way i could no. afford to buy them at that age but i just run through them but yeah 25 bucks 25 four episodes four episodes mailing it off waiting for it to come <laughs> now G- like like just that's fantastic anyway the dvd would come in and i'd come home and i'd have it and i just remember calling her from uh my parents christine and i spent so much time talking on the phone my parents got a private line for my bedroom because i was hogging the home line because even when we weren't hanging out we were on the phone at like 10 p.m if we weren't sleeping even though you were three doors down three doors down so i'd call her and be like christine the dvd is here and she'd come over and we'd be like will you walk a show and we'd watch it um other things we did and i think the thing that probably bonded us most fiercely is we played two video games together to completion kingdom hearts one and final fantasy 10 (laughs) 2 okay 10 2 in our in our early friendship all right we played them both together and kingdom hearts became like like a thing between us the same way um you know i have a i have a book coming out later this year about kingdom hearts 2 and i've written a story on polygon about kingdom hearts and my connection with my siblings and Christy Lynn plays into is the second half of that story. Now, that's very interesting you say that uh, because both of those are big, long RPGs. They are. It's fairly rare that two people play an entire meaty RPG together. How did we they play would, them, you ask? They would have to be best friends, I would say. So, the kind of people that see each other every moment of every day when they're yep. free. Every day she'd yeah. come over or I'd go over. I think we played Kingdom Hearts mostly at her house and Ten Two mostly at my house. Okay. And we would on weeknights too, because we were so close together. We our parents were like, if you sleep over on a Tuesday, it's fine. Yeah. Um and we had a furnished basement and that was that you oh. couldn't you couldn't hear the sound upstairs. So we would play it, play it, um play it in, in the basement until like two three in the morning passing off the controller like dealing with it together all these inside jokes came out of it that like only only we you know got to tend to i have a very fond memory of us getting to the point in the game where there's like a big concert and a very large plot point is revealed in a very emotional cutscene. and i remember at that time we were like you know you 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 google the fmvs like youtube wasn't a thing so yeah. like you download the fmv from like a bootleg site or something just to see the cutscene because the cutscenes are whoa cgi faces holy cow yeah so we were like oh my god like we like we sitting there crying that kind of storytelling was still very new then oh yeah it, it was it was extraordinary and, it's, and you're both sitting there crying side by sitting side there like, crying oh. there was an incident where it took us five hours uh we were in battle with riku and kingdom hearts one for five hours because we made a critical error <laughs> um <laughs> We went into the battle not knowing, like we had no, um, and like, if you remember, it's it's the, I think your first fight with Riku and Donald and Goofy, 
are like locked out. So it's just Sora versus Riku and Riku, you know, doing whatever he does. And uh, we walked in and our health went down and we were like, potion. Oh my God. What happened to all our potions? We were totally empty. We had no restorative items and our, and just our MP. And we're like, okay, we have to strategically use our magic points to heal and cast lightning or something. So we spent almost most of five hours because we found a way to cheese that. We found a way to cheese that battle so hard I, because there's a string of cutscenes before it that you can't yep. skip and we didn't want to do it Go again. Through. So instead, your solution was to grind for five hours. We cheesed it. We ran in a circle as Riku yep. chased us. I've and won every, fights that way before. I know what you're talking about. And every like every like two or three minutes, his big attack is Oblivion where he like obliterates the battlefield yep. and we'd hear, welcome Oblivion. And after like an hour and a half of this, she he 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 did this and she was playing and Christy Lynn just screamed no no welcome oblivion and she screamed it so loud it like woke my parents up it was like a big thing so like that became like like an awful awful like like in, inside joke between us we do that's funny we do it's still it's still a joke and it was just five hours of her and I and at the end of that she she was controlling and she was just like her fingers were tired and I'm sitting there and it's like three in the morning and we're like forget you Riku like we finished it the cutscene is like a very poignant cutscene where like Kyrie is restored in Sora or something and we're like we don't even care get through the cutscene save goodbye we're so done we're today go. time to go to sleep um there was a uh and then another thing that was our thing was so Final Fantasy 7 Advent Children came out yep during the early years of our friendship uh we were in high school at this point okay and uh I remember there was and there was there was no reason for us to do this, but we I, I reserved a copy at FYE, like you do. Mm-hmm. And on the day, on release day, I got a special note. We both got special notes from our parents to get out of school early so we could go to FYE, pick up the DVD, pick up the DVD, which would be available anyway at any time, and go home and watch it. I do not know to this day why we thought we needed to leave school early. You had to see it as soon as possible. Yeah. Why we felt like we needed to pre-order it because nobody bought it. Oh, that's, well, there's a reason for that. And then we watched it like three times in a row. In a, just over and over and over again. Immediately. What was your uh, What was your critical response? We were like, like, so the first time we watched it, we were like, whoa, that was awesome. Final Fantasy movie. Oh my God. And then we watched it again and we were like, whoa, I didn't notice that the first time. And we watched it again and we were like, None of this makes any sense. <laughs> so you did notice that day. I what? wonder if that was like a in retrospect thing. I um, we we downloaded the soundtrack, and then every time, so she and I would go on, and it's awful that we, so we would go to Wendy's when we. She was the first to get a car. She got the car first, so she would she would drive around, and then I got the car. But we would go at like ten o'clock at night, eleven o'clock at night, drive um, down to the town center to get Wendy's to get chicken nuggets, and we called it a nug run, and then we later, <laughs> <laughs> and then we. We later realized that a nug can be used as a term for uh, drugs. Okay, so, so there we go. A nug, and we kept you know, saying like a nug run, and we'd play, because the streets were empty, because it's the middle of nowhere, Connecticut, we would blast like the Advent Children chase music and just be like, like driving down the highway to Wendy's. You guys sound like magnificent dorks. Like just fantastic. Oh, it was bad. We would play like the Yu Yu Hakusho image CDs in the car and sing along in Japanese. I knew five words of Japanese at the time, and she knew none, and it didn't stop us. Please tell me everyone was in love with you guys. Uh, We were, everybody wanted to be us. We had two other, we actually had two other friends, um, they play into the story later, um, who sort of joined us and one from public school with me, one from private school with Christy, and then we became like a quartet. Okay. And the four of us started doing everything together. But Christy was always my my number one. We were each other's number one. We were always together. So when I I um at the end of high school, uh it I was the one per of these four these four women, I was the uh one person who got that college offer out of state. Okay. And I moved to Boston and everybody else stayed behind. Okay. And I remember when that happened, my parents were like, uh, my parents were like, oh my God, you know, it's like, oh my God, you're moving away. The baby's leaving us, whatever, whatever. And I just remember the night before I left, like I spent that whole summer, like, you know, hanging out with these girls and doing whatever. And the night before I left at like 10 PM, 10, 11 PM, 12 PM, 1 PM. I just remember sitting in my living room with Christina and like, I knew I had to get in the car in like five hours and she just sat with me and, like it was this, this big thing. It was like I'm leaving, and in my what heart, we talked about you know, 
oh, I'm going to come up and visit. And she didn't come up and visit. And, you know, I'm like, I'll be home for, you know, Thanksgiving. And I'm a two and a half hour train right away. Like, I'll come back. It'll be fine. Like, everything will be fine. And you're going to, you know, she went to art school. She's extremely artistic. She's a really, really good cosplayer right now. Specializes in cross-playing. So she only oh, cosplays wow. dudes. Okay. She looks fantastic. Um, and I, you know, was going for English or whatever the heck I, I, I took. And uh, we just talked about, you know, everything, future plans, talked about all the stuff that we're going to miss. And But you're all, you're going to see each other. You're going to, did you, either of you believe it? I, I believed it, but like in my heart, I was like, I'm never going to have the same relationship with her that I did, that I do now. And now I know that's a patent lie. Um, but at the time I was really scared. I was like, I hope this doesn't like, I'm not going to find a new best friend in college. I'm not going to find anyone like her. Like I was, you know, I did stupid things and like, so I, 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 I did stupid things and, you know, without like getting into my, I can't remember every teenage mistake, but I like made shitty decisions with boys and other friends and other things. And she was just always there. There was an incident. She had a, had a, had a boyfriend who was, abusive and not great and she decided and they'd been together for like four years and we decided that she was going to break up with him but she couldn't do it in person because she was scared so i got in my car and met this guy in a parking lot and literally did the like don't come around here anymore don't talk to her anymore she doesn't want to talk to you and did the like i like i am italian but i did the italian mafia don't you come around anymore and he would like drive past the house Uh, and I remember the night before her high school graduation, night before her high school graduation, I slept over because he had been being weird and she didn't want to be alone. And I'm like, I'm just going to be here. And like, she's, it was and is one of the only people in my life that I can just, we can just be next to each other and that's enough. Tell me, um, tell me about a time she made you cry. Like bad cry? I don't know. Never bad cry. I think... This is going to sound really, really cheesy. So she got married a couple of years ago. Yeah. Her husband is like, they're so perfect for each other because she's absolutely, she absolutely wears the pants. Like she's totally the alpha, but he is like so devoted to her. It's adorable. I love them so much. Um, but uh, she, we were all getting ready. I was a bridesmaid. We were all getting, getting ready. And uh, her sister, who is the maid of honor and one other bridesmaid and someone else were kind of in a, Everyone was in a tizzy getting their hair done and doing whatever and trying to get together. We were late to the ceremony and we were running late. Christine's always late, but I love her. Um, and she and Christine is not in her wedding dress and her wedding dress is like still hanging there and the photographer is like whatever. And everyone else is kind of a little absorbed in what's going on. So I turned to her and I'm like, give me the dress. And I put her in her wedding dress. And her mom saw what was happening and came over and helped helped button up. A, yeah. I, I had to help button up her back. But I held, it was strapless. And I held it up to her while her mom uh, and her sister helped her button up the back. And I was just standing with her in this freaking gorgeous white gown, perfectly makeup done, hair done. And she just looks at me. Nobody doesn't say anything. She's very clearly nervous. And she just looks at me. And I'm holding her up. And I'm just like... And like that was it. Like she she turned away as the photographer took some pictures of her with her mother, and I just like went into the bathroom and just had like a like don't get my mascara, don't don't don't. And I was just like, man, like this is the moment. (laughs) She'll do the same for me one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she will. What defines what defines Christy Lynn? What what's the essence of her character? Christy Lynn is without a doubt the most selfless person I've ever met and like I know a lot of people that do a lot for other people and are like good people and are helpful whatever but she is just completely and totally selfless she she doesn't she doesn't talk ill of anyone she's I love to talk shit she does not shit talk she tells Hmm. facts and she tells it how it is she is not she she does not speak ill of anyone even people that have wronged her she's Mm -hmm. like nope I'm just just gonna walk away she is there she she's always been there when I haven't because I don't like asking for help but she's always been there when I never think to ask for it uh last year or even you know just there last year I was uh home with my family bedridden for about two months because I got a concussion yeah and I came down from Boston and she excuse me and she contacted I guess she contacted my mom or she texted me or something and my mom on my phone was like Alexa's home she's had an accident and like Christy was Christy came over 
every day. She now, she doesn't live in that house anymore. She now lives several towns over about 50 minutes out of the way from my house from where she works. So she could go home at the end of the day and drive for 30 minutes or she could come see me and add another hour to her commute. And she came to me every single day Mm -hmm. to sit with me for 10 minutes or talk to, I could barely talk, talk to me for 10 minutes, whether or not I was out of it. She was there every day, every single day. And I didn't ask, she was just there. What have you two not done together that you've got to do together? I really need to take her to Japan. Yeah. She she needs to be there. We're in like the 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 anime, the video games, Studio Ghibli, um all of that. Like she is she would love it over there and I got to get her over there. Japan's I'm going to figure it out. Japan's a, we're, we're going to talk about this on another episode, but uh, Japan's a kind of a mutual love. Yes uh, it is. Between you. I, I I don't know if you guys are aware of it, but I kind of like Japan. But you know who likes Japan more? Right here. That's right. This lady. Um, <laughs> so you guys got to go on that trip. When are you going to do it? You know what? I've been talking to her about it. She's going to come visit me, I think, later this year. I'm going to talk to her. Maybe maybe after I get off get off the horn with you, I'll shoot her a text. That sounds like a good plan. I think it sounds like a good yeah. Because you guys are, obviously, because of that wedding, uh, this indicates that your fears were not founded, and you did remain no. dear friends with this person every time i go home i see her at least once even if i'm passing home passing did, through for like two days i see her how did that happen how did you break the rule because the rule we know we know the story we are as close to these human beings that we know growing up as possible and then, and then something happens and it's gone almost all the time how did that not happen to you two? so i'm a little bit of a tempest of a human being no um but i am very but i am very loyal like i'm loyal to a fault um she has never and i've done some i've had some like i've made you know bad decisions with boys with jobs with things i have moved from connecticut to boston to new york to here i moved out here two and a half almost dang two and a half years ago um for various reasons and i'm the one who's always moving and like to my deepest regret those two other girls in our quartet i really can't speak to their feelings because i don't really know but i don't see as much of them anymore and when i go home and i do see them they kind of guilt me a little bit like it's 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 upsetting and it's this this idea that like oh like you went away and like you didn't stay here and whatever i don't really know but um hopefully one day i can patch that up but of after out of everything i've done everything i've said every like misstep i've taken intentionally or unintentionally she has not once passed judgment on me Hmm. she's the only person in my life who despite everything has not not made a judgment and who has just been i mean she's called me out when i've like done stupid shit but she's never passed judgment on me and she's always been there like if i reach out she's there and it's not like a there's no hesitation no oh i'm busy no nothing it's like uh i'm here what do you need like she will be my friend my friend forever and when i think about moving out here and like starting a career and moving on with my life. Like I always think about home and I always think about like not being near her. And like the last time I was home, I was home over Christmas and I like slept over in her new house and she's a big, beautiful house with her own. So her own cosplay sewing room, everything's all set up and we made dinner together and I'm like sitting on the couch with her and we're literally on opposite sides of the couch scrolling through um, like Tumblr or something, just making jokes like Yuri on ice jokes and like dumb jokes and stuff. And I'm just like, damn it like i want to be close to her again like i'm about as 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 close to her and feel as strongly about her as i can without actually being like romantically in love with her like i love that girl to death and i will forever and we'll be friends forever and for everything she's ever done and everything she's ever supported me through like i could never repay her i guess she doesn't expect that either though does she no she doesn't she doesn't ask for anything. Friendship's weird. Friendship is weird. It's this. There's very few things in life that you pull more out of than you put into. But friendship, at its truest, somehow becomes this thing that's much greater than the than the two people. I don't remember. Maybe yeah. Paul Harvey who said in the human equation, one and one equal eleven. And I, that's the most cheesy sentiment. <laughs> it's so dumb. But, but I understand it. But when it comes to friendship, I think there's something about that. Yep. When you find you find that person, like that's it. Mm-hmm. And like the the cheesiest, dumbest comparison, and I make it in my book is like, is like she is Sora 
and I'm a hundred percent Riku because I am over here derping around, screwing everything up, falling into darkness and doing the wrong thing. And where's my damn keyblade, whatever. And she's just like, I'm here and everything's going to be fine. So I think that's yeah. actually, that's a good point. I think for us to, to transition, especially since <laughs> first off, thank you for the story. Second, you said in my book, Oh, yeah. I mentioned it once already. I yeah. wrote a book about Kingdom Hearts. You did. Kingdom Hearts 2. It's being published by Boss Fight Books. It's yep. part of that series. And it should be out relatively soon. Yeah. Do you have a date yet? Soon. Soon. Relatively soon. Soon. Excellent. You'll be able to find me at PAX West and get your copy signed. Let's oh, put it that exciting. Way. Let's That's, put it that way. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. You, you. you wrote a book. I did write a book. That's really cool and really hard. <sighs> Nothing is more infuriating than writing a book about about something as complex as Kingdom Hearts and then having an editor. I love my editor, by the way. He's phenomenal. But having like an editor read it who's never played the games, who doesn't understand them being like, are you sure nobody is supposed to be capitalized? Is this a proper noun? What do you mean? What do you mean heartless? Which Xehanort are you talking about? Who is this person? Can you explain? I'm like, that's so Why? Why is Mickey King Mickey? Like, I can't. I like. You know what? What you got to do is you just got to write three more of these and have them be bigger and bigger successes. So by book four, you can be like J.K. Rowling. You don't have to listen to your editor anymore. Basically. And then it can just be a giant thick book with absolutely everything in it and nothing at all revised. Sound good? Someday. Good plan. So Goblet of Fire of, uh, of uh, uh, video game history. That's what's going to happen here. Goblet of Fire game history. By the way, congratulations on that accomplishment. And uh, again, uh, why don't we why don't we uh, plug the uh, plug the Patreon one more time? You are what's uh, good games? What's good games? And uh, if people want to follow you on the social spheres, oh boy, uh, yeah, where do they find you? Uh, if you, I'm a little weird. I tweet about um, puppets and Fire Emblem a lot. You can find me at Alexa Ricey on Twitter, and I am at Alexa Ray on Instagram. Now for that hard left turn. Uh, it's time for instant noodles. You said this was making you hungry for ramen earlier before we started the show. Oh, right? yeah. Not yeah. like actual ramen, like a cup, like the Final, oh, Fantasy, actually, Final oh. Fantasy 15 cup noodle okay, thing. That was my, f oh, that crap. Was one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> no, I loved that so much. The fact that they just went all into that was was delightful. Nothing I, gets I, me like cup noodle. Well, I was uh, I actually had ramen last night. Like I, I was at a Korean restaurant and they had this oh. this it was sausage and kimchi and <gasps> spam soup with like frozen like like old like just plain out of the pack ramen in it. I've never had this before Dang. and it was delicious. Absolutely wonderful. I want that. Yeah, we'll get some sometime. It sounds good to me. Yes. It's a good Korean place near here. Actually, a couple of them. But, uh, oh, I love anyway. the Korean food. Yay. All right. So, you ready for instant noodles? The yes. lightning round of ridiculous questions? Hit me. Number one. Uh, still my favorite question. Community submitted. What is best sandwich? What? That was how it was phrased. <laughs> we, we ask this every week. We ask the community for questions. And this is my all-time favorite. What is best sandwich? What is best sandwich? What is well, best sandwich? I grew up in the Northeast where pizza and Italian food are phenomenal. So probably a meatball grinder. Oh, please define the difference between a sandwich and a grinder. Uh, a grinder is typically a, uh, a, a, a sandwich that is made with a roll that has been cut open and maybe dug out a little and you stuff everything in it. So it's slightly open on top. Ooh. It's not like it doesn't close completely. It's like, so you have like basically like a bread, a bread spaceship for your meatball and sauce and cheese passengers. That's a marvelously lucid <laughs> metaphor. That's, that's kind of fantastic. And it's like a little, it's like a little spaceship you eat. Um, that's so much. We say grinder. I know elsewhere in the U.S. people say sub or hoagie yeah. or wrong words that are wrong. But I come from the land of great Italian food, so meatball it's a grinder. Meatball grinder. What's the first word you think of when you hear the sound of your own voice? <laughs> the first word I think of when I hear the sound of my own voice is just uh, just a long, drawn out, let's, let's hear it. Sound. Let's hear it. Let's hear the sound. Ugh. Ugh. So funny story about about my voice. So my voice used to be much higher. Oh, okay. Um, I used to do musical theater, so I was a mezzo soprano, so I had a really high voice. Okay, and then I like developed stuff on my vocal cords, and my oh. register like dropped. Okay, Didn't that so, frustrate you? So yeah, so I sound like a like a someone once described me as a hyperactive uh, uh, boy going through puberty. <laughs> I don't. I hope that's not. I hope that's not 
that's not what I sound like. But sometimes I hear myself speak and I'm like, God, because I know like when I go on camera and I'm like, hi, I'm Alexa Ray here and this is your whatever, whatever. I do automatically lift my voice up. But this is how I actually sound in real life. And I sound really terrible. What's the best song written in the last 100 years? Yep. And it's lightning round. So just just pick something here. You got to commit. The best song written in the last 100 years is probably the song that is the most played on my iPod right now. My iPod. Oh, my iPhone, which is actually um, To Zanarkand by Nobuo Uematsu from the opening of Final Fantasy X. That is a song for when you are sad, for when you are happy, for when you are hopeful, for when you are chill, for when you need to pick me up. Like that song does everything. That it's is, supposed to be sad. But it turns out to work. It's a song for any mood. Yeah. All right. That's It's my mood song. Wow. Okay. I wouldn't. That's a really Very good niche. choice. No, no, it's fantastic. Give the title again, if you don't mind. To Xanarkand. All right. For folks who want to find it. And I'm sure that uh, since all video game music is on YouTube, you can probably go listen to it right now. Find it on YouTube. My favorite video. Dream of the Shore Near Another World, probably. Oh, just, that's a good uh, one, too. But, but yeah, from Chrono Cross. But, yeah, <sighs> Chrono Cross. I appreciated Chrono Cross. Did you, you seem like a guy who appreciated Chrono Cross? Yes. There, it, it, has, it has its issues, but I, I definitely appreciate it. Um, there's a lot a lot to love in that game yes yeah absolutely agreed so yes i did uh very much so oh that's or maybe that i was thinking of another song but it's not my question it's yours so let me ask you this what's your favorite word butts butts <laughs> that's great that that it came out of my mouth um i say butts a lot like yeah. if something goes wrong at work i'm like butts or if something is like good i'll be like butts or if i'm literally just walking out the door like if i'm ready to go or if there's an awkward silence i'll yell butts i'm the kind of person that fills awkward silences with even more awkward vocal noises that's fantastic so we'll be like in a car it'll be like me and andrea and john drake like in the car driving to napa and it'll be quiet and i'll be like butts 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 oh butts <laughs> butts butts is a great word because a butt is a weird thing and butts is like a weird thing to qu- like if you look at it if you look at a butt it doesn't look like it would be called a butt. It looks like it would be called some kind of clinical body part name, like arm or leg, but it's a butt. Like the hard ending of that that word, butt, is funny. And then you perfect. add an S and it's butts. That's kind of, how do you say, I'm trying to remember, I forgot how you say butt in Japanese. So did I. Yeah. Okay. I forgot butts. it too. Butts. 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 That's butts. really, really good. Butts. Travel through time. Meet any one person. Who would it be? J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh, that was quick. He is my fantasy inspiration, followed very closely by Patrick Rothfuss, author of The Kingkiller Chronicles, um, which is more recent. The third book, not out yet. Please finish it. Um, But J.R.R. Tolkien has had a very big impact on my life in many big and small ways. Um, To boil them down, uh, it it was the first big big boy book, big girl book that I read when I was 12 and a half. Okay. (gasps) 12 and a half. Ooh. I read That's them. a really important time. I read them, and then the first movie came out, and that was the end of my life. And okay. I was obsessed with them forever. Yeah. Um, I wore the ring around my neck for like five years. Um, so J.R.R. Tolkien, because he inspired my fantasy writing for grand epic worlds and also fed my appetite for big epic worlds, um, helped me learn a lot of big words. Mm-hmm. Um, it synced me up with a lot of other like-minded people in my like brain space range, people who appreciated it and liked it. Mm-hmm. It... Um, it it, it fed me my college senior thesis, mm-hmm. which was about the Lord of the Rings and uh, Ents and stuff. It led me into the path of a very eccentric professor at Boston University who was actually one of Tolkien's students. Who was it? Christopher Ricks. No professor kidding. Christopher Ricks. He was he very, very, very old. And I was inspired by, by writing. And I thought maybe I wanted to go be a medievalist. And he was like, come into my office and we'll have some team. We'll talk about it. So I... Went to his beautiful, big, beautiful office on uh, Bay State Road. Well, I don't think it's there anymore. And uh, I sat in his big windowed room and he made me tea and talked about Tolkien's lectures, about sitting in his lectures. How was he as a lecturer? He said fast, deep, just, he just went with it. Didn't hmm. wait for anyone to catch up. Just go. Just, just go. lecture. Um, fascinated by it. And um, also... That love of Lord of the Rings led me to meet some very interesting people, like the people up at like Monolith Productions, who oh, made the wow. Lord, who made who made uh, a Shadow of Mordor and the upcoming Shadow of War. And one of my very good friends, who's a community manager up there, it led me into his path. So like Tolkien has fed my life in myriad rich ways. Oh, so in extremely personal ways, over and over. And over I want to hear later about your end thesis. Um, and also kind of, you know, the the world you and I work in, live in, the world that I think a lot of the people who are watching and listening, it doesn't exist without him. There, no. 
the video games as we know them don't exist. That Literature fantasy? as we know it doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. Fantasy entertainment, the way we understand it, doesn't exist. He, he, yeah. he is the he is the nexus point for all of that. I, I, and I, I had a lot of friends that were into Narnia, and they were just like, Lord of the Rings, they're walking in the woods for like 50 pages. I can't deal with it. I'm Narnia though like there's lions and like pirates and stuff and I'm like I feel about Narnia the way that Tolkien felt about C.S. Lewis C.S. he brought Christianity to C.S. Lewis and C.S. Lewis went from being atheist to whoa Jesus yeah. and like had this like crazy coming out to Jesus moment and wrote a story about an anthropomorphic lion Jesus man thing he did and w- went full on in and I and I and if you read I read Tolkien's letters they collected a lot of his yeah. letters in a book yeah they didn't say you over converted him something like that he over converted him and a bunch of Tolkien's letters are him writing to people being like I'm sorry about CS guys <laughs> He's got to, st- I, I can't, I, I can't even with CS, you guys, I can't do it anymore. Uh, like I feel about Narnia the way that he felt about that. Well, he, 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 the, he probably shouldn't have encouraged him with the inklings. Uh, if no, that, Tolkien that, made a monster. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, uh, that, those two together and what they meant to each other and what they did for each other that's that's an extraordinary story it's a great story and i love that like lewis literally took everything way too far and tolkien was like well who tolkien who was writing a book about like like little people in a magic ring yeah and then this guy goes on with his like jesus lion yeah it, well, thing. yeah that's that's the difference i mean the narnia is a direct allegory yeah like, it's, it's, a direct it's allegory. not it whereupon lord of the rings is is a is a thematic it's a thematic telling work. and those are very different things and lord of the rings i i appreciate narnia uh, for what it is, but <laughs> but comparing Narnia and and Lord of the Rings, or comparing Narnia and Middle Earth, I think even more because Narnia is a place C.S. Lewis created to retell a story, and he does it very effectively, I think. Yeah, Tolkien just discovered Middle Earth; he didn't invent it. Yeah, it was already there. Also, Narnia is like a literal world made of cotton candy. Like, there's a reason people say like BRB Narnia and like not BRB Middle Earth. It's because Narnia is just like absurd, crazy. Yeah. Crazy town. Well, there's no congruency there. It's, no. it's an allegory. And, yeah. Mid- and Middle Earth, like, if you go back and, like, read, like, all his notes and his letters and his stuff, like, he started building, you know, he built a whole uh, a whole cosmology mm-hmm. and, like, how, like, there's actual maps taken from stuff that he made of, like, how the Earth shifted from Middle Earth to our current Earth, like, the continent placement. Like, he thought this out. I We could just keep doing That's this, by the way, but we podcast. probably shouldn't, but, but, but for the sake of our audience, however... Well, you know what? We're gonna have we're gonna have, we're gonna have a Tolkien cast. Tolkien cast. We're gonna do this. If you're if you're cool with that, I'm totally cool. All right, with we're that. absolutely having a Tolkien yes. cast. We're gonna make this happen because I, I can talk I can talk this topic for a while. Let's and do I, it. Like, all right, good, Let's do good, it. good, good. All right, we're gonna we're gonna jump here to just a couple more. Who's your first kiss? Mm. <sighs> yeah, my best a... friend in kindergarten. Yep. How was it? It was boring. Right, and it was dumb. boring. Cake or pie? Cake. Are you cake. kidding me? Cake. That's the wrong answer. No, it's not. It's absolutely the wrong answer. No, it's not. It's the right answer. Pie is, okay, pie is typically like creamy or dense or something. I feel like you can really OD on pie, mm-hmm. but cake has all that airspace in it, so you can eat more. Just eat more. Oh, so it's about quantity. What's what's the best cake? What do you like best? So I make, it's my, I, I have a original recipe for a coconut, super coconut cake that I actually engineered the recipe for my mother for her birthday. Oh, Wow, you invented a recipe for your mom. I like to workshop my own recipes. Like I'll take a bunch and I'll experiment and I'll swap ingredients out, try them. And I wanted to make a coconut cake that wasn't, because a lot of them use oil. So it was like the the cake would come out a little bit oily. So I'm like, I want this to be lighter. I switched the oil for olive oil and I added a few other secret ingredients into it. And I made this perfect, and the frosting is like coconutty, but not super duper sweet. I'm so hungry right now. So I made, I made this, I engineered this cake for my mother who was born on, uh, I, I had to to she's born on January first. She's a she's a New Year's baby. Okay. So I engineered this cake in secret uh, while I was living, uh, while I was living in New York, and then I came home for New Year's one day, and I she went out with my dad because they my mom and my dad the dating never stops. They go out every Saturday and they Aww. go out on New Year's Eve. So they were out, and while they were out, I'm like, oh, I gotta make this cake. And me and another friend who had been, who was staying over, we. It made this cake. My mom came home and was like, oh my God, this cake's amazing. That's so you so my this. mother's, it's Gina's coconut cake. Gina's coconut cake. Fantastic. I'm glad you have such a, that's a great cake story. It makes me so happy. Alexa, thank you for doing this. Yeah. Thank you for telling your story. Thank you for telling us about your friend. Thank you for telling us about your cake. 
Thank uh, you for having me. I'll share the recipe with you. Oh, thank you so much. And you're going to be uh, later on on a pretty good day. So maybe a couple months from now, folks, uh, listen up for that as well. Yay. Best of luck on your new endeavor. Thank you. Friends, thank you for watching, listening. You can mail us at mail at pocketsfullsoup.com. It's mail at pocketsfullsoup.com. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>